You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Heading into yesterday's game against Dallas, they were 1-3-2 and two on the homestand at the time, which, you know, you would think, they would come out and knock it out shot virtually two to one, but either way, um, they do tie it late. Scott, that's great resolve. That I, I believe that was their first uh, extra attacker goal of the season. The last NHL team to accomplish that this year. So they tie the game. Um, granted, I, I thought Dallas was a better team in overtime. I also thought that you know the Bruins gave Dallas maybe six or seven chances to win the shootout, um, going around nine. So Jeremy Swayman was obviously huge. And Brad Marchand's shootout goal to tie it was also huge. So, uh, on his in his 1,000th game, you know, I, I do think Dallas, quote unquote, deserves to win. But as you said, Scott, that means nothing. Maybe the Bruins didn't deserve to win, but they did win, and it gets them feeling good heading into this stretch of games on the road out west against some really good teams. So, momentum is a real thing, and it was very that that was a very important reason as to. Um, getting those two points, the Bruins can feel good about themselves and they can get away from home now. So that, that win yesterday, while they may not have been the better team, it is really important. I don't mean to downplay that for those reasons. It's important. Brad Marshan is a big reason that they got those two points by scoring in the shootout on Ottinger and uh, you know, in his thousandth game, just leading as he always does. And I think Swayman was a big factor as well. I think, I would think I would say like McAvoy, Marshawn, Swayman were were all pretty big, and and those are players that you need to lead you in those situations, and they were so. Um, and and Pasternak, like obviously game tying goal, um, doing what he does best. So that's all encouraging. Um, even though there were stretches where it was like, okay, this looks like it's going to be the same old thing, they were able to to not let it be. Um, and they're able to win the, the last game of the road trip maybe take a little bit of the criticism and pressure off that of the conversations that would have been had if they'd lost in regulation, they weren't, weren't able to find that game time goal in the third. Um, and it just, now they can hit the road and, and reset and, and not have like the worst possible taste in their mouth. Like they're leaving on a, on a high note um, for like the emotional reasons of the Marshawn stuff and also the win. Uh and chance to build off of it and, and use what they learned in the road trip to, to get better and, and make progress and use the adversity to help them. Like we've mentioned a bunch of times, because that's the, that's like the main difference between last year and this year is, you know, they, they have a chance to make those adjustments and, and bounce back from stuff. Whereas they're sometimes they're last year, they were just so good that you, their flaws didn't, get they got exposed but it still didn't result in losses so um yeah I don't know I thought it was encouraging for Swayman because he not that he played bad recently but he was before the break he was playing better 
after the break, he was giving up a few that maybe he wouldn't normally give up. And then um, against Dallas, he, he was really important and, and made some key saves. Yeah. And in, in the shootout, like gets beat by Robertson in the first round, then eight straight rounds, he makes, makes a save, right? You know, one of them was a poke check, but. And um, I don't know how many people are stopping that Robertson shot. Yeah. It's not, it's not like guys were missing the net or losing the puck. Like those ha- had to be legitimate saves. Um, yeah. And, you know, as far as looking back at like the, the homestand overall and just kind of where this team stands as they now hit the road, it, like it, it is also worth noting that, yeah, they're the two absolute stinkers against Calgary and Washington. Every other game on this homestand, they played at least reasonably well and were in it against pretty good teams. You know, Seattle's out of the playoff picture, but whatever, like you ran into a hot goalie, but like Vancouver, they blew out. Now, obviously that was an off night for Vancouver, but you still have to take advantage of it. Tampa had been streaking, has been up one of the hotter teams in the league. Probably should have beaten them. You lose in overtime. Dallas has been one of the hottest teams in the league. You get outplayed by them, but hang around and find a way to win in, in a shootout. So it's not as much like you can look at the overall record in the home state and be like, boy, that's not good. And it's not. But it's not like they were getting blown out by like t- some of the top teams in the league where it's like, oh my God, look look at how big the gap is between them and other good teams. No, like if anything, you should come away thinking like, all right, they're right there. They're not clearly ahead of these other teams. They're also not clearly behind them. Like this is probably how it's going to go. By the way, they're facing more good teams on this road trip, especially Edmonton and Vancouver. I would expect those to be competitive, close games, and probably one mistake here or there or one bounce like could decide it. So that that's how it's going to be for this team. That's what we expected it to be for this team. We didn't think they were going to be like last year where they're just going to roll over everyone. And it's clear that they're, you know, head and shoulders better than every other team. Like they're not, they're they're going to have to grind. They're going to have to battle. These are going to be close games. They get into the playoffs. They're going to be close. Like I I know, you know, I was dumb enough to pick them to sweep Florida last year. I'm not going to be picking them to, I'm not going to be picking them to beat anyone in four or five games this year. Like it's going to be a grind. They're going to have to be longer series. Scott, Shout I wouldn't be reminding people. Shout out to me and Bridget for seeing uh for seeing what was what was ended up becoming reality before it happened. I mean, that Florida team was playing playoff hockey since January. It just didn't love I didn't love that idea of of a of a I just yeah, not to rehash, but so I mean so but so Scott, like to that point, right? Like the Bruins have 77 points, they're second in the NHL, first in the Eastern Conference you know, playing these other best teams as measure, it should be, it should even be a question if these teams are in the same league as each other, like the Bruins are the second best team in the league. So, you know, to have a homestand where it's like, we're, 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 I'm not saying we're doing this. I'm just saying like in general, like to applaud them over homestand for like keeping up with some top teams. Well, they're supposed to be a top team in the league. Right. So I think, I think that kind of is like, there's like an underlying message there of like this Bruins team is, um, uh, they're, 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 uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, they're playing better than expected or they're, they're over, overachieving. Maybe they're overachieving where they are in the standings right now. I think that's fair to say. Um, and, and, and I think that's why it's an, it could be annoying when, when 
Bruins fans, Bruins fans are interesting. They either have nothing but negative things to say or nothing but positive things to say. There's really no in between. But when people like say like, oh, well, you know, they're 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 second in, in the NHL, they're first in the conference. What what do you want from them? Uh, not nothing. Like that's great. Like <laughs> that's really I'm really happy for them, and they're doing it, you know, moneyball style. Um, but you have to you have to read between the lines and see like this team. They 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 have they have if they want to win the Stanley Cup, which is what people want when you're high in the standings, you do have to try to you know see the forest of the trees a bit and and like identify yeah like they're they're overachieving a little bit on goaltending and and just you know a couple of you know really really elite players, but there are things to improve upon, and you know um, so it, it's not like that it's not that we're complaining about them or 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 anything like that. It's just that you know we talk about them three times a week and. Um, if it, I wish it were as easy to say, look where they are in the standings. That's what's expect, expected of them, but it, it's just not. And I think Scott, you kind of mentioning the home. That'd be stand. a pretty boring podcast, wouldn't it? It would be. It would be. But Scott, you mentioned the home stand and being like, it's not like they got like, yeah, they played well against Dallas and other good teams. Like, well, yeah, they should. They're in, they're second in the NHL. But I think that we just know that they're they're overachieving a little bit so far. Yeah, Brian's getting fine. fired up. Brian's getting fired up because it's lunchtime. And he's getting hangry. Is it? Lunchtime. It's ten. It's ten. <laughs> Where are you in England? <laughs> I'm hungry. Okay, I want lunch. <laughs> ten yeah, it's the time. Just for <laughs> listening. Yeah, it's uh, it's the okay, breakfast. Being... I already ate breakfast. I mo- mo- most people eat that before ten fourteen, Bridget. Mm, not me. <laughs> My breakfast is usually at about eleven thirty. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh. But yeah, it's 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 the difference between being one of the top teams and the top team. And right now they're just, they're one of the top teams with probably a good like seven to eight other teams around the league. And um, yeah. you know, I I would I'd really wish they were playing Florida sometime soon, like sometime during mm. the stretch. Like that that's the real measuring stick I want to see. Like I know that they're facing some of the top teams in the West, but you know, you're not gonna see any of them until the cup final if you get there. Like Florida's the the one that is right there in your division, right with you in the standings. They're like they're the team like you almost know for sure is going to be standing in your way at some point. And you know, and like I know you, you can only learn so much from one regular season game, but I would just be interested to see like how they match up right now, just what it looks like, and that they don't play again until the end of March, unfortunately. So we're, we're not going to see it, but. Well, that's After a good time, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. You get, and, and, you get, then they, and then they play again like a week later, so it's like yeah. twice. March and April, you get you get them twice right before the playoffs, and yeah, maybe that last one in April. Maybe is that the last game of the season? No, there's no, no, no. But maybe you're starting to see a little bit of load management by both of those teams at that point. Maybe not. It is there is still about six games left for both teams after that, so probably not. So the, you, you'll get your wish then, Scott. Hopefully those teams are, um, you know, it, hopefully by then it's the teams that you're entering the playoffs with and we'll find out. But I want to see that matchup too. And you're right. You're right, Scott. Like, you know, I, I think the re, one of the reasons this, this Bruins team is second in the NHL, and it's, it's to no fault of their own, I think the NHL this year is uh, it's kind of anybody's game. Like I can see any one of the 16 teams that make the playoffs this year going on a run. The, the parity is kind of uh, – it's it's really strong this year. Not there's there's not one team that's like running away with it like Boston last year or you know teams in the past. It's like 
every team has their faults to your point, Scott, even the best teams. And um, so I think it'll be fun, a fun spring. It's, it'll be a tough year, I think, for NHL uh, playoff brackets out there. Yeah, Vegas is going to take people's money again, as per usual. But um, but what I was going to say is they also play uh, Carolina twice in April. That's another team that could be, you know, on their path to the Stanley Cup, depending on how far they make it. And that's another team that it'd be interesting to just see, like, the matchup of playoff readiness for, for – it'd be a good gauge for both of those teams to see, like, um, you know, a little bit of taste of that. I think those are the right teams to be playing – at the end of the season, obviously the very last game is Ottawa. That's different, but you're probably not playing people much in the, that game anyway. You finish out with Pittsburgh, uh, Washington, and Ottawa. So, um, but right before that, it's like kind of a gauntlet of of teams that are playoff teams in your conference. So um, it'll be a good that that will be an interesting uh, stretch of the season for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like. Carolina's going to be the team to beat in, in the Atlantic over the Rangers. Like it, it's really only been goaltending that's held them back. And, and I know that's a big one that they have to figure out, but I don't, I don't, you know, someone gets hot at the right time. Like the we're talking about depth. The Rangers just lost Blake Wheeler for the season. And on the surface, you think like, Oh, that shouldn't be that huge of a loss. And yet you know, 21 points in 54 games, like, right. Like that's not, that's nothing crazy. That was sixth among Rangers forwards in scoring. Like just to give you an idea again of another team, that's just extremely top heavy. Like, you know, Blake Wheeler was basically a top six forward for that team. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been high on Carolina. I, I actually like dating back to the preseason and Scott, I know you mentioned earlier on, like their goaltending wasn't, it was you know treacherous and, um, their Achilles seal in your mind, but I, I just think that that, that group has been a while, uh, together for a while. And I, I just love, I love their defense. And I just think that that team is really difficult to score on, really difficult to score on. And up front, they're, they're uh, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And up front, you know, no, no superstars, superstars, but just some really solid, um, you know, players up front for them. And I, I think that, if you know, speaking right now on February twentieth, I I could see them going to the Stanley Cup Finals against uh, you know, a couple of different teams out west. I like a few different teams, but <clears throat> I I like Carolina uh, coming out of the East. I'd say yeah, Carolina, then Florida, then maybe Boston. You know, yeah, Ca- Carolina's another team that does definitely have the offensive depth. I, I should have mentioned them earlier, but it it's funny. My my preseason cup pick looked like laughably horrible for a couple of months and now well, wasn't so bad. I, uh at Edmonton over Carolina. Oh, oh okay. yeah. I was laughing at you for the Edmonton thing back when they were sucking. So yes, Scott, totally. Edmonton's definitely gonna <laughs> did you have them to win by the way? Yeah, I, I had Edmonton. Uh no, actually did I? I'll have to look back. I, I might have no I think I had Carolina winning actually. Hmm. Mm. You flipped on them pretty quick once the season started. Carolina no no I didn't I I think I stayed pre- pretty high on the team overall I just said the goaltending sucked which it it did but yeah. um I still have still have serious questions about that goaltending but we'll we'll see hmm. is it bad that I can't remember who I picked is it bad is I don't know who I picked either I don't think it was Boston though <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Boston it may I may have been something similar to Scott honestly I may have I changed know, I think... a little bit I think I picked like someone. Colorado. 
I, I think he did pick Colorado. I think Brian might have picked Dallas. Oh or yeah, he yeah. You might have at least had Dallas. Dallas there. I think yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Pick, and I'm I you know that's a team I I am high on. I do like Dallas and and yeah, Robertson has been. Robertson was like a, over 100 points last year, and I think right now he's on pace for 82. It's like a point per game maybe. So. Um, that's a big drop off, but Tyler Sagan's had a resurgence. Jimmy Ben's down a little bit, but yeah, I like Dallas's depth. Um, maybe we do get an 06 rematch with Edmonton and Carolina. Um, but I don't know. I guess that's network networks would love that. I mean, at least you'd have McDavid, but not not exactly the two best TV markets. Well, neither is Sunrise, so hopefully, I mean, I don't think any one of those options the NHL wants, but yeah, I think uh, I think they would really love if the Eastern Conference cup team got out of the southeast and get get one of those northeast right. teams in there that's so true wait so so florida and tampa have been to five, the last five titles four. four last four yeah 2020 through 23 hmm. Hmm. all right well guys we've gone a little bit longer here any final discussion points before we sign off that the next game on Wednesday against Edmonton is at 10 p.m. So everybody yeah. just brace yourself for the fact that this game is getting over after midnight. No, no, Bridget, you know what I really love, though, is when they have a 10 o'clock game and then they also have another late game the next night. That's that just does wonders for for my sleep. Well, yeah, and no, there's well, that's what they're on a road trip where they're they're going to be doing a few of them because it's not just those two like they I think they end their road trip with another 10 o'clock right so yeah. I mean, at least the the saturday game in vancouver at least that's a seven eastern for local because yes. i guess I, I did not need a 10 o'clock game before sunday skate no no definitely so not this, so this uh this episode currently will drop be dropping on tuesday correct yeah i'll post it right now so so um just looking ahead we might have a bit of a finagle it's schedule this week so maybe just looking at the Bruins schedule with the late games maybe we drop the next episode Friday morning potentially yeah I, I think that makes sense so then yeah get get both of those games Edmonton Calgary in there okay all right so so there won't be a Wednesday episode this week then it sounds like but Friday we'll, we'll be back and talking about Edmonton and Calgary and they're gonna want to they're gonna want to avenge that Calgary loss that was a stinker so um all right guys well Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you very soon. Okay, so one of the things that this podcast has been absolutely elite at <laughs> is logging off and then immediately having news break, like within 10 to 15 minutes of us wrapping up. And sure enough, after uh, – Bridget, are we taking this on to the, to the end of the episode? Yeah, also? yeah. Okay, so – let, not even 10 minutes after we wrapped up the podcast you just listened to, Bruins announced that they have recalled Mason Lorai from Providence, assigned Oscar Steen to Providence, which we knew was going to happen because they waived him, and moved Matt Potter to long-term IR, which they they had no reason to do yet, but uh, was going to happen eventually just to free up cap space. So obviously the, the big item here is, is Mason Lorai is back, and we figured that was worth uh, touching on for at least a couple of minutes here. Um, you know, uh, some, after that news broke, because we were, we talked, we raised that possibility that they, they might need a defenseman. So my head immediately goes to, you know, maybe there is some concern about 
Campus Lindholm here. Um, we don't know if that is the you know direct one for one correlation. There was nothing in the in the press release that just came out about Campus Lindholm, so I will note that. Uh. Yeah, well, I, I just unfortunately it just kind of makes us sound dumb at the beginning of the podcast where we're like, maybe Laura will get called up. <laughs> like maybe it's like no, you're well, smart. Makes it sound smart. Oh yeah, well. It does. So in my mind, like this is important to bring up because obviously it's a, it's a transaction and, and we've spent a chunk of the podcast talking about call-ups and, and who we want to see. And, but it also indicates that like the fact that the next call-up is a defenseman um, and he's like, you're one of your skilled defensemen. It, it, it indicates maybe that something is going on with Lindholm. So um, it could be coinciding with that. And obviously they didn't update that. They don't have to, um, because like I said, like we're like Scott said earlier there, they didn't have a practice today. Like there was no media availability on Tuesday. Um, so Wednesday when they, or do they travel tonight or do they travel Wednesday morning? They're, they're traveling Tuesday. Okay. So they're traveling Tuesday. So maybe we might hear if you got on the plane or not. So, but that will be later or it will be five minutes after we finish the uh, part two here and then we'll have to tag on a part three. Yes, because the Bruins will have recalled Fabian Lysel from Providence. Um, <laughs> and which, put in home on IR and yeah, and fired coach. And those are yeah. like, literally we had Bruce Cassidy got fired like 10 minutes after we posted. Um, I mean, at this point, there's been so many. There's been so many. It's, it's, it's literally any time there's been breaking news, I think, since 2021. It's been, it's been, this, it's been this way. It happened well, last week, weeks ago with something. What listeners should know is like when they see breaking news, that means like like when they see it pop up on their Twitter, they should go, "Oh, I bet the skate pod just was recording." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and now we know like every time we record a podcast, we just have to you know shoot the shit afterwards for like fifteen minutes, and then you know it'll come across the come across the bow. Which um, we were doing. That which is we why. were doing. Which we were doing. Um, but so for me the first thing I think of is great, like good that he's back up here. And then of course there's the Brian in me. That's like annoyed that it takes this for him to get called up. Like I, I want him there regardless. Um, so he's got the angel, he's got the angel over here. Yeah. It, it's like this Brian. And then this Brian is like, nah, this is, well, the, you the know, angry every, Brian is like the one that comes through more. Yeah. Hey, every, every podcast needs a villain, right? I mean, we, we can't all be, you know, just little. Well, I thought little... we already decided that was Scott. Oh, that's true. Scott, can you do your Joker voice again from Dark Knight? Brian's definitely the most negative, though. So, um, no. Okay, timeout. First of all, I would say that you on, guys on an admittedly usually pretty positive podcast overall. So, yeah, but that's exactly. Yeah. Look, I, I, you guys, I'm a huge Bruins fan. I, I, I want nothing for them but to succeed, but. You you know we have to have somebody who's gonna you know call them out here and there. You guys, you guys, I understand the game you guys play. You guys, you guys are in the locker room with them. You don't want to ruffle feathers. I'm not, so I I don't mind saying a couple things here and there. Um, but no, I I I definitely think that like I don't know why it takes an injury to Lindholm to call him back up, but it does. And so now I'm like at the same time, yeah, that that sucks. Like Lindholm could be gone for a bit of time here, but. It one also, thing at a time. 
it also times out, I think, like, injury-wise, he was recovering. Like, he did have something he was going through health-wise. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know when he was fully healed for that. Scott, you might know the answer. Like, did he play in Providence a few games? Like, they might have yeah, wanted he... him to – but they might have wanted to see what he looked like back for a few games there before sending him back up. So, that could have affected the timing, too. But, obviously, it has Lindholm – like, it, it has – it feels like it has something to do with that like Mondays. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, at at the risk of them announcing like Lindholm underwent season ending surgery right after we log off, um, you know, (laughs) Laura being called up, it like, it doesn't mean it's anything long-term or super serious with Lindholm. Like we don't know that it could just be, he's questionable for tomorrow and they want to make sure they, they bring an extra defenseman on the trip. So Exactly. Hey, Xerxes. Xerxes is getting called up too, I think, pretty soon. Um, yeah. Xerxes, I, I, Xerxes does not look thrilled to uh, be on the podcast right well, now. He's not, Xerxes is on a like, – like Brazo, I think Xerxes is still on a on a one-way uh, AHL contract, so he's going yeah. to sign that Xerxes, NHL deal first. Xerxes was just thinking about eating my face for a second there. <laughs> Say hi. Uh, so Hi, love, Xerxes. Xerxes, yeah. let me ask you, are you surprised <laughs> that – <laughs> she was Xerxes. so miserable. <laughs> Xerxes, do you think that the uh are you surprised the Bruins gonna call forward uh heading into this long west trip? What do you think about that? What huh? you what you saying over there, Bridget? No? All right, well I'll, I'll ask you guys, Scott and Bridget. Are you surprised that they all didn't subsequently uh call up a forward in, in uh with this long west coast trip coming up? Uh so uh since they did call up Laura? I, I, I'm not because I don't think they could. I don't think they could call anyone up, anyone else up, unless someone goes to injured reserve. Um, or maybe they. Could, I don't know. I, I would have to. I would have to look. I'm. I'm not going to try to do cat math here uh, in real time because you say cat just, math or cat math. <laughs> both, both. I'm not doing either one. <laughs> um, yeah, that that'd be disaster if I try to do this in real time. So. Yeah. Impossible. They can maybe also call up a forward. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, they didn't as part of this wave. And I would say if they don't before Wednesday, then to me, that would at least be an encouraging sign that, you know, at least one of Richard or Loco is, is good to go. We, we touched on uh, both of them dealing with at least minor injuries, upper body in Loco's case, uh, lower body after a shot block in, in Richard's case. Mm. All right. Well, we had to we had to get that little three on three overtime session in because the the news did just break. And again, like we said, there'll be something else breaking the second we finish here. So you know, stay tuned for that on Friday, probably. Um, any any final thoughts on on the lower I call up and what it means or the Lindholm injury and whatnot? No, I think I think that was a I think that was a good overtime session. I think we actually tried to score. We weren't just circling back into the right. neutral zone. Killing mm-hmm. time, keeping possession. So yeah, it was great. I, I and I didn't get bit. So I don't know if you remember one time I picked up Xerxes and put him on camera and he immediately bit my finger, so I would drop him. <laughs> he thought about it. He thought about it, but he didn't do uh, it. It's the old the old Martian Ryan Callahan special. <laughs> or, or no, 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 uh Burroughs and Bergeron. Yeah, Burroughs Chomper. I called him. By the way, yeah. we didn't even we we didn't even touch on on this, but since we just mentioned overtime. Charlie Coyle was like hooked. It was like the most blatant hook in the history of hockey. And I was yelling. And both, was both yelling refs are looking right off. at it. 
and didn't call it. But but then I thought, you know what? Maybe a good thing because uh, against the Kings, the Bruins got an overtime power play, and that's how they end up losing the game. So yeah, um, no, Scott yeah, literally gay, gay. yelled. Like, I don't think I, fucking, I don't think I actually fucking hook. Are you blind? Like, oh, come on. Come on. You fucking blind. <laughs> I started, started launching stuff over the edge of the yeah, press box. Yeah. Yep. And I think I heard him yelling shoot a few oh, times at the end uh, of regulation when McAvoy was backing up 200 feet away I, from the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that was the all time. That was oh, the by the way, because like, we we haven't uh we haven't talked like on, on this podcast since the Kings game. By the way, the way that Kings game ended, like nothing pisses me off more in the entire viewership of, of the game of hockey than like falling for the old guy out of the box getting a breakaway and winning. It's like it's in scoring. Like the power play, how do you not have the like the the time management in your mind and like just the IQ to know he's coming out of the box, pasta? You're one of the best players in the world. Like what are you doing with that stupid cross ice pass? It's like the it's the oldest trick in the book. Like I hate when teams fucking fall for that shit. Like how do you succumb to a guy out of the box? Like it's the one thing you're supposed to pay attention to when when you're ending the power play. It's like it, that drives me crazy, especially when it's a game. Brian's like, that's all so I angry. Up, Brian's so angry he's getting pixelated and breaking <laughs> up. <so. laughs> yeah, we had to blur him. Well, now this podcast has had everything. It had. Uh, it had a Brian almost losing internet connection, like back to old times. It had uh, us having to tack on another segment because they broke news right after we got off and it, and Xerxes made a reappearance and uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm Not actually almost organized. To be done now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. See you. See you guys in five minutes when they do something else. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.